Welcome to the Cadenza Podcast, Sounds Edition. I'm your host, Tim Harrison. On this episode of Cadenza Sounds, I sit down for a conversation with drummer, percussionist, kalimba wizard, and composer, Marito Marquez. Born in the tiny town of Erganil in central Portugal, Marito Marquez began playing the drums on plastic drum kits at the age of two before graduating to a real kit at the ripe old age of five. His professional touring career began immediately as a duo with his older brother on piano. With their parents supporting them as crew, the two brothers took to festival stages and television throughout the region. Originally surrounded by traditional Portuguese styles of music such as pimba and fado, Marquez began to discover jazz and pop music through his first formal lessons in his early teenage years. While learning to read and write music, and after building a home recording studio, Marquez chose to briefly study in New York at the Drummers Collective and the Manhattan School of Music before returning to Portugal and moving to Lisbon, where he became heavily influenced by the sounds which had originated in former Portuguese colonies such as Angola, Mozambique, and Cape Verde. This led to a series of invitations to perform with a wide range of musicians who opened up incredible opportunities for him to tour and record throughout Europe and eventually North America. After becoming a popular touring and recording drummer overseas, Mark has moved to Canada and opened up his second recording studio, GMP Recording Studios Toronto. He also released his debut solo album, Magic Everywhere, in 2013, followed by a live in-studio EP, Live at Revolution, in 2014. In 2016, Marquez released his latest album, Na Era, which combines the talents of 15 different musicians representing 10 nationalities and recorded across four different countries. All of this and he's just about to turn 30 in July of 2017. There are a lot more stories and sounds to be heard from this talented musician. Recorded on May 20th, 2017 at GMP Recording Studios in Toronto, here is my conversation with Marito Marquez. So, thanks for spending the time, I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, we've been sort of trying to get together for a little yeah. while, but uh, forces conspired, but now we're together. Uh, so I want to just go through sort of your history, your history of music, mm-hmm. uh, your experiences, uh, what brought you here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, where you're going to be going after this? Not like after this, yeah, but yeah, you know, I know. Uh, yeah. Following, but mm-hmm. uh, so you are of Portuguese descent. True. Uh, we share that in a slight amount that my grandparents lived in Madeira, so they oh, were. Oh yeah, it's they uh, had some experience with place. Portugal. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so tell me about uh, your uh, your youth in mm-hmm. in Portugal. Mm-hmm. What uh, you started playing drums very early. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell me about how your family got you there. Were, were mm-hmm. they musical? No. Uh, like my parents, um, they don't play any instrument. They don't, don't even sing. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they dance just for fun. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't have any, like my, my um, grandfather from my mom's side, 
he used to play Portuguese guitar and mm -hmm. sing Fado, which is the traditional Portuguese music, mm -hmm. um, just for fun. And that's the only uh, musical reference in my, my family. Uh, other than that, no, my parents, they, they, and they, to tell the, the truth, they never like exposed me a, a lot with music. So what they tell me, because I don't remember, I was a baby, was that I, I, I would crap like uh, cutlery and I would play like uh, on the floor, table, on the plate, uh, between breaking some of them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's how, uh, I guess, how it started as a, as, a, like, as a game for me. I don't know, it was something that I was just having fun making sounds with, with, uh, uh, on, on things. And then when I was two, my parents got me a, um, like a plastic drum set, one of those like for kids. Mm. And uh, so when I turned five, I think it was between two and five, they, they would buy me every year a new drum set because I was just like smashed the whole drum set. It was like done. <laughs> so, and then when I, was, when I turned five, uh, the day I turned five, they, they said, hey, um, do you want to go upstairs, check something that we have for you? And I was like, sure, yeah. So I see this really old um, drum set made of wood. Mm. And I was like, it was a 22 inches bass drum and I was five years old. I was like looking at it like, wow, what is this? And then, so I sat on the drums, I played a little bit. I was like, this is, best this is beautiful and i remember the hats they had like tape because it was like a really used mm. drum set but it was was one of the most unbelievable days of my life and i remember that night i didn't sleep i didn't i just wanted to wake up and go upstairs and play i couldn't do it in the middle of the night because they were sleeping but the first thing of course i did when i woke up was like i just grabbed the sticks and i went to do whatever I didn't know what I was doing, but I was having fun for sure. So, and then my my um, my uh, older brother Gonzalo, he he's three years older than me. Uh, he was on uh, piano lessons and uh, taking some some lessons, uh, playing the the like a keyboard actually uh, with sounds and, and everything. So, and then we started to tour when I was like five. And it was like, everything was normal for me, right? Because it was just happening. And my mom, she learned how to set up a PA. Uh, she was driving the van and with the help of my father, of course. But um, so they, they would, uh, they, they worked together, my, uh, my parents and my, my dad, he would say like, all right, you go like with the kids, you go to the show and I'll, I'll keep working here doing the thing. And, and, and uh, so my mom, she was kind of like the manager she was getting all the shows, uh, like a lot of shows actually. I remember like some of the summers they were like in between July and August, we would play like, I don't know, 40 shows or something like that. Wow. It, it was crazy, it was crazy. <clears throat> now that I look back, right? Because when I was living it, it was, when it was happening, it was just normal. It was just, yeah, nice, so we're gonna play. And yeah, so my, my brother, he would play, uh, uh, piano, uh, like playing the bass with the left hand, 
playing the melodies and the chords with the right hand. I was singing, he was singing too. And it was just like a um, like Portuguese music between like the traditional music and the, like the polka style. Mm. So people would drink and dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was kind of the beginning. Uh, yeah, how, how everything started, I guess. Wow. You're touring at age five. So at, at five, I wasn't touring <clears throat> that much, but I remember for sure at seven, mm. that, and that was when my mom got us to uh, in a um, TV show, like for like these uh, contests, like oh. new talent or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, then we got like a little bit famous in, in our area, right? In, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm from a very small town, Erganil, it's, it's a small town. And we would play like in, it's a, like a, a, um, a place where there's a lot of mountains, a, a lot of smaller towns in every mountain. Mm. So we would play, every, each one has uh, like a, a festival every year. So we were just touring uh, through the mountains and, and playing uh, all these like festivals and, you know. <laughs> you were touring yeah. and doing festivals at age yeah, seven. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I guess wow. I learned a lot. From, from that, even though I didn't have any, like, um, like a lesson. There was not, a, if I remember well, not even one drummer. Uh, there was one drummer living in my hometown. Hmm. And I would go check his band playing, and, uh, and I was sitting by his side the whole, like, show. And, and when I say the whole show, it was, like, four hours playing, like, this, like, festival just playing music for people so they could dance and drink. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So what, what style of music first attracted you? you? You said sort of traditional Portuguese music yeah. and polka. Is, was that your exposure to music at the time? Yeah, it was. Hmm. Yeah, it was totally that. Uh, yeah, that was most of the music. I, I, like we call it pimba, hmm. which is like our like polka style. Mm -hmm. um, so um, yeah, that's what I was doing all in Portuguese. And uh, yeah, my, my father, I remember, he has um, some um, vinyls. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I remember I was like listening to some of the music he would have, some of them really good that I still like like to listen nowadays. And, and it's, it's funny because they, again, they don't play any instrument. They, they of course, they love music. They really love music. But they, they don't know like uh, nothing about like the, um, what do you say? Um, like the technical side of the music, you know, it's it. They they never played a, a note on an instrument or something, but they're they're they were so important for like for me too because they were so um, they were paying attention. They were like, they saw me playing with this cutlery and they were like, all right, let's give him a classic drum set, and then I was playing every day, trying like trying to do something, trying to make sounds, noise. And then they bought me this drum set. And then when I was 11, I, I had my first drum lesson. It was, it was amazing, yeah. Uh, I went to the nearest uh, city, uh, which was like uh, 40 minutes from, from uh, my hometown. So I would go every week to have a one hour lesson. It was, it was great. So, so they, they're, they're the reason why uh, um, like a, if I'm any good at, on drums, they're the reason, you know, it's... They're yeah, very supportive. They have the credit, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. It, 
and they keep they keep uh, like supporting every every day, mm. every day. It's it's they're they're at the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I didn't get a chance to meet them mm -hmm. directly, but they were in town sure. uh, not too long ago, mm -hmm. and, and I, I saw them at a gig at the Rex that yeah. you were playing. You're right. Yeah, and you uh, you definitely introduced them and yeah. and uh, and said how how important it was for you to have them there, which mm -hmm. was fantastic. So it's good to know sort yeah. of the story exactly. yeah. of of why. Yeah. Exactly. So music seems to me, uh, especially in in Europe and. Um, I guess to some degree in North America, but in Europe, music is so intertwined with the culture. There's, True. you know, singing, dancing, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the especially in Portugal. Thing. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's it's, it's you know, uh, even though they may not be musicians, mm -hmm. music still flows sort of totally. through the culture there. Totally. Uh, yeah. What uh, what was your first exposure to music outside <clears throat> of traditional Portuguese music? Uh, like. I remember we would play some, um, uh, like, uh, during those, like, shows, mm. uh, we would play, like, all these Portuguese traditional uh, music and all these polkas, but we will, would also, like, include some uh, waltz or some, uh, you know, like, uh, some uh, merengue or some, or not traditionally, like, and I'm not saying that I play them perfectly but I was again I was trying I was exploring while I was playing live mm -hmm. that, that was uh, how it was but um I don't know it was so um how do you say like a slow like a that um little by little I was just uh, uh exploring and back then there was no ethernet I didn't have any like um contact with that I didn't know what was happening in the other side of the world or even in Europe um but um, yeah, uh, so to answer your question, uh, I don't know. It's it's hard. Like of course we in Portugal and everywhere we listen to radio and there's music from everywhere, uh, especially like the mainstream pop mm -hmm. from the U.S. or Canada or or U.K. or Europe, uh, and uh, we would play some of those like uh, like the the hits in, that were like. Playing in, in that time, but um, so I don't know. It's it's a hard question actually. Like when was like the first time I was like introduced to the, uh, like the outside music, or uh, it was so right away, so so like slow, like uh, step by step. That uh, yeah. It just it sort of creeped into your exactly. Style. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Were you listening to to jazz? Was it was it no. pop or no? It was. You, uh, you mentioned pop. You know the, the yeah. hits, right? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I've I've known you as a world and jazz musician, mm -hmm. if you will. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, obviously yeah. you play lots of different mm -hmm. uh, sounds and styles, mm -hmm. but um, primarily I've seen you playing jazz. Mm -hmm. So it's. It's interesting to 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 see that your experience might have been from the radio. Were you hearing jazz yeah. on the radio? No. Oh <laughs> no! I think uh, no. Really, like the first time I, I listened to jazz, I was probably like, like really listening to jazz and paying attention. I don't know. I was like fourteen or fifteen or something like that. Hmm. Um, and that's when I. So that's probably one of the answers to your last question. Like when I was 14, 15, you know, that, that was when I started to uh, pay attention and, and listen to some of these uh, like jazz music and, uh, because I was having lessons and then the teachers, they would say, hey, you should check this out. You should 
or let's talk about swing today. And there's this drummer, this, 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 and this. I should get this CD or this. And that's when I started to, again, slowly uh, um, being introduced to these um, other, to me, it was different uh, styles, different music, different genres. Mm -hmm. So you've mentioned lessons a couple of times. You started out obviously self-taught, mm -hmm. right? And then you said you you had your first lesson at eleven, was it? Uh, eleven or twelve? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure so exactly. How how did you get there, and what what was your first experience like taking mm -hmm. lessons, like a, a formal sort of lesson rather than just sort of ex uh, um, assimilating the yeah, sounds that you were hearing? Exactly. Um, it was great. Uh, it was it was important, and uh, so. Um, I wasn't thinking about because I, I was uh, again I was just, I just wanted to have fun with, with the drums and but my parents they were like all right you probably should take some lessons and I was like yeah and I was like that sounds sounds good mm. <clears throat> so they checked the like the nearest city uh, Coimbra there was a school there uh, with a uh, Manekas was was my first teacher. Um, and I started to to have like lessons with him, and and he started to um, teaching me all the like the paradiddles, all the rudiments, all the um, and how to write what I was already playing, mm. right? So I was playing a few things that I didn't know how to write them. Um, so he was explaining me all this. So this thing you play, or uh, this groove, this pattern, this technique, or this feel, you can write it. Like this, I was like, "Oh, that's that's cool. You can write these things." That's, you know, it was it was like this. It was like, yeah. <clears throat> Again, I I was from a very, I'm from a very small village uh, where there was like one drummer playing uh, there back then, and uh, the access to the ethernet, there was no ethernet. Uh, so yeah, but it was interesting. Yeah, because I was every time I was uh, uh, learning something new, it was like, whoa, you know, it was like, so I was just, I don't know, trying to absorb uh, the the maximum, right? Uh, yeah, of that, every lesson, every, because I was, uh, uh, I, I, it was uh, like every lesson, I remember, it, was, it wasn't like, oh, here I go to the drum lesson. No, it was like, wow, yeah, I got to go, I got to get more stuff and learn more how to um, play this beautiful instrument and how to, I don't know, like, I'm going to get some more words so I can talk better mm. on, on this. Right, yeah, yeah learn the vocabulary this. of exactly. the drums. Did, uh, <coughs> did learning how to write music uh, change how you saw or heard the music? Did, it, did you uh, address it differently? Did you feel different about music knowing that you could write it down, make those sounds uh -huh. represented on yeah. the page? Uh, yeah, I remember that uh, <laughs> there was a um, a period in 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 my life when I was listening to music was I was just paying attention to the technical side, which was wrong. I was just like, oh, this is he's playing this this pattern. This I mean, it's I don't want to say it's wrong, but it's <clears throat> I think there's more beyond that. Just like the technical side, the 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 theory and. And, and the charts, which is super important, really important. But I remember listening to music in with that perspective, uh, um, 
just as a not as a listener but as a like someone that is just like trying to understand everything and and so it changed because when I started to know all these uh, that you can write it you can do this you can uh, um, basically like <clears throat> the fact that I was learning all these uh, uh, how to write and read music it it changed the, the way I was uh, uh, the ways I was looking to music or viewing or listening to music um, I, st I still do I still like listen sometimes to music it's like I just oh, I'm, how, how did he do that or, but uh, it's good to listen to music just because you enjoy uh, listening to music because you love music and and when I think when you when you when you're gonna play it if you, if you're not just um, which is hard but if you're not uh, um, conscious mm -hmm. if you're like unconscious but like uh, still knowing what you're doing that's when the the, the truly like music happens mm. in, in my opinion yeah. Once you've internalized all that that skill, yeah, and you can just let it out, yeah, to do. or or try again. It's right. it's not easy, because I know that I have a lot to learn. Mm. There there's a world to learn. Um, it's so, but it's it it it's good to and you can tell when you're listening to a musician that he's just talking to you without um, thinking or you know he's just like in. In a zone, and he's just like explaining you how, or telling you a story, or whatever. You know, it's yeah. Music is is it's very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> sure is. <laughs> yeah. Now, how long did you have that first drum kit? That first wooden drum kit. So the first, I had it until I was. That's a good question. So I remember I bought a new drum set when I was. I think 14 or 15 so it was like almost or maybe before maybe before I was like probably 13 12 13 when I when I got the like a new drum set mm. really new new skins everything it was like wow so I had it for I don't know like eight or nine years the, the other drum set so it, it, it when I got it it had already like at least 10 years <laughs> so <laughs> So how did it feel to go from from that very first one to something brand new, something that that uh, that was yours alone? And, and yeah, yeah, it was it was good, but it was like oh, and it was like way better drum set than the one the other one I had. But it was like oh, I, I like the sound of the other one, the old one. Why? <laughs> I know it's like, <laughs> but um, but yeah, but it, it was good. Yeah, it's yeah. It, Especially because the other one was so hard, like to, I remember to, and and I was also like, as I'm now learning, so mm -hmm. I was learning how to tune mm -hmm. like the drum set, um, but uh, the old one was like almost impossible to tune, so that's why there was a lot of tape, <laughs> so you, you know, how they, but it was something I I I loved the sound, yeah, mm -hmm. or at least I got used, right, so yeah, to the sound. Um, but yeah, did the new one open up new opportunities for you? Did it? Did it? Uh, did yeah, it feel different. So to you totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. Um, it's not like a 
uh, I wouldn't say like it was like huge different, but it was different because yeah. there was more tone, mm -hmm. there was more so, because of course we like as every in every instrument we develop not just the technique or the playing or but the sound itself, mm -hmm. and 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 I remember the the, the new drum set. Uh, I started to work on my sound, mm. uh, something that I didn't. Also because I was getting a little older, so I was probably thinking a little different. I was like, oh, maybe you can explore more the sound and, and, and see uh, what's the sound that I like the most and, and, and explore more. But yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it helped and I learned from, from that for sure. Nice. So what uh, what took you beyond? So you you would uh, you you had lessons. You were mm -hmm. touring at a young age. Yeah. Uh, at what point did you say this is it? This is what I want to do for the rest of my life, yeah. or at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, obviously, when you're really young, when you're mm -hmm. four or five, yeah, you don't like, sort of see no. the future no. in that way. But no, when yeah. did when did it become clear to you that that's that was your your path? Uh, I don't know. It was again. It was so slow that uh, like uh, the process w was so slow that uh, I I don't know. Uh, I remember I wanted to to be a firefighter when I was younger. I was I want to be a firefighter? That's what I want to be. And that, but I was playing drums for fun. But then um, I don't know. I, I just remember that they um, and again like my parents. They're they're. They were, and they are still so important in not just in my personal life, of course, but in my professional life. They're so important. So, yeah. Uh, but the day I told them, um, I was 18, 17, or 18. I said, I think I was 17 or something. I said, um, hey, uh, I want to be a professional drummer. And they were like, Sure, and I was like, yeah. Even if I'm living under the bridge, mm. I remember saying that. So that's gonna, I'm, I'm gonna try it. I'm, I'm that I want to be, I want to do this. I love this, and I, that I want to be happy. Um, and they were like, you sure? They wasn't sure. They were like, oh, uh, all right, wait a second. Until now, it was like uh, something that we were just having fun, and, and uh, you know, like something that. Uh, uh, it was good for you, for sure, but maybe you should think about other things. Mm. Maybe do another thing. Being a firefighter, like, for example. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for example. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, and I was, uh, and I tell him, and I have this money on the side. I want to go to New York and study for three months. Mm. And they were like, what a second. That's Wait a second. This is see, this is too much. This is too much right now. And I was like, yeah, I, I want to do it, uh, and and I'm gonna do it. Um, I'm gonna go there. Yeah, and the first, of course, the first impression they they want the best for me, and and right now they they know this is the best for me because I'm happy mm. because uh, I, the, I I'm I'm doing some something that I love that I have a passion uh, doing it, and this is the most. The best thing we can do while while we are here in this world, right? And uh, but uh, I understand at the beginning they were like, "Wow, that's maybe you should think about like I don't know, go go to the university and 
do whatever. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm, and then um, I started to play with so many people. And then I, w I went to New York. And I started with a lot of uh, different drummers. I, I took only uh, like um, private lessons. I didn't take any like program or even though I went to a couple schools like Drummers Collective or Manhattan School of Music. But um, it w and then I, I started to play with so many people. Things started to happen. Uh, I started to to pay my bills and they were like he's happy and he's doing it. So they, they were they were happy too. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so how long were you in New York? Uh, for three months. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, it wasn't that long, but it was like intense. Mm. I was, and I, I look back now and I was just like practicing. Like I remember I rented a, a, a space with a drum set um, to practice and I was practicing like, I don't know, five hours a day or something and having lessons and not at all enjoying the city. Like enjoying in 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 terms of uh, I I I loved it, mm. but I I wasn't like uh, exploring the city, going to the central. I went to the central park, but not like I went like one or twice or like to those places, you know. Right. Uh, where you just go as a tourist. I didn't do that. I was there really like that. Yeah. <laughs> Focused on totally. It was. Learning. Yeah. Wow. So that yeah. And of course, I learned a lot there. There's there so like a lot of um, amazing drummers that when I went there, um, yeah, I just got a lot of uh, private lessons and practicing every time. Yeah, and then when I went back to Portugal, the first I remember the first month they were like, I went to my hometown. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be hard because the bands I was playing with, I said, guys, I'm. I was playing with a couple bands there. I was like, I'm going to New York to study. So of course they, they get a, a someone someone else to to sub in, and and I was like, and because I was playing in uh, these bands close to my um, hometown, and then I was like, and but I'm going to move to Lisbon after. So you probably guys should get a drummer like for for good like get a, a, a drummer because I don't think I'll be able to do it mm. unfortunately um, or fortunately uh, so I'm going to New York and then I'm, I'm gonna move to Lisbon that was my plan but then when I moved back to Portugal when I went back to Portugal after New York I was like uh, all right it was like one month I was like not a lot is happening mm. I was like oh my god and then I got this call from uh, this amazing drummer in Portugal Vicky um, gave my contact to one of the bands that he was playing with. Yami is, is the, the, the artist, the, the, the singer, um, an amazing um, singer, songwriter, bass player uh, that I knew like from the TV, from, I didn't know him personally. And, and then I got this call, hey, this is Yami. I was like, all right, okay. Uh, so Vicky gave me your, your number. He so he he started to play with uh, this like super fado star uh, Marisa, the mm. drummer Vicky. So he was playing with Yami, and he said, "I can't make it, so I'm giving you uh, this contact." But it was like such a um, um, like a, it was a lot of weight under you know mm. under myself because Yami's. Uh, um, it was a big name for me, like, uh, and, and 
I knew his music, and Vicky was playing with him. He was my teacher for during three years. Uh, and but then I was like, yeah, so I can go to Lisbon and do like a, an audition or something. We can jam a little bit, and and you see if if I'm actually good enough mm -hmm. to play with. And we play like for ten minutes, and he was like, he just puts the bass here, and he says, all right, you're gonna play with me. We have a tour to do, and we have these shows to do. Like, cool. <laughs> all right. It's so I moved to Lisbon, and and after that, I started to play with all these um, bands and, and and musicians from from Lisbon. Mm. Um, what style of music were you playing overall? Yeah. So this one uh, is really so he's from Angola, mm. Africa, mm -hmm. um, living in 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 Portugal. Uh, it's a it's a mix of like the like the samba, like the the, the style of music from Angola, and uh, like the Cape Verdean. Uh, influences because we have a lot of uh, like influences from the ex-colonies countries in in Portugal like right. Mozambique, Cape Verde, Angola. Um, yeah, so um, it was basically that like style of music, a lot of uh, world music, if if the term world music makes sense. Because it's it's an awkward term. You it know? is. It, it, it is. And it, you know we use it because we can. Yeah. Exactly. What does yeah. it actually mean? Exactly. I was playing samba and I was playing uh, bossa and I was playing uh, morna. Mm. That's what I was playing. Mm. They w we call it world music, but it's actually these styles of music. Right. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. So was that uh, was that new for you? It, you know, when you went to New York, I don't. What what styles were you studying? Was it was it something in particular, or were you looking at everything? And then everything, when you came back, like, that was the I was, opportunity. Yeah, I was just like uh, filling my backpack with as much as I could in New York. And then when I was in Portugal, I organized myself, uh, started to um, study all all these new things, mm. um, especially um, um, like mostly jazz, right, or jazz relate, related. Um, and yeah, so but then uh, when I started to play with Yami, which is more uh, this uh, uh, like samba or funana or uh, like this music from uh, Cape Verde, Angola, and Portugal all mixed. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just feel that uh, music. Uh, there's only two types of music: the good music and the bad music. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, and I, I, I do my best to, to serve uh, every time I play one of yeah, any, any style. Yeah. So what, what makes <coughs> bad music? Uh, you, I don't know. You don't, that's you don't that's have to related. reference anybody yeah. in no, no, particular. No, no, but it's, um, it's, how do you say, re re relative? Relative, yeah. Relative, yeah. That's yeah. um, relative, yeah. Um, what whatever it it can be bad for me it might be good for other person, right? Mm -hmm. they, they, and, and and vice versa. Uh, I I don't know. For example, that music that I started to play, some of the that music, the pimba, mm -hmm. the polka. I I'd say that is this is bad music. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was playing some of the traditional that is actually really good music. Mm. Um, but uh, <laughs> everybody hates on polka. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, I think you will understand me when I I'll, I'm going to introduce you to some of the Portuguese 
Juan de Pima. I would love to hear that. Yes. <laughs> then I too will so, understand. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so after playing with Yami, mm -hmm. what uh, what what was the next step for you? Where did you go beyond that? Um, yeah. So we 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 toured. Um, we did a couple shows Portugal and outside, mm. and and I was playing with a lot of. Um, different bands in I was playing like I don't know with seven eight ten ba bands at the same time wow uh, yeah and um, so some of them playing in the clubs some of them playing like and then I started to play with big stages uh, which was like more of like the pop uh, style of music um, and then after that like um, I was playing some fado as well with uh, some of um, the the best photo singers in, in, in Portugal, where I also learned a lot. It was more not a, the drum kit. It was more a, of a hybrid kit mm. between percussion and drums like cajon and mm -hmm. shakers and and, uh, and yeah, more more percussion. Um, and then I'd say like after that, uh, like the the biggest thing that happened or. I don't want to say the biggest, but the, the thing that happened where I learned a lot uh, was I started, I was playing in, with Yami uh, in this club uh, on the jazz. And Yami said, hey, this singer from, from Poland, she's coming tonight just to jam a little bit with us. Um, I didn't know her. She was like, well, her name is Ana Maria Jopek. And I was like, oh, cool, that's going to be fun, yeah. Uh, I didn't know that she had an album with Pat Metheny or Bob McFerrin and Richard Bona and all these cats. I didn't know that. Mm. And he didn't tell me. He was just like, oh, she's going to come just for, for fun. Mm. I met her and I was like, cool. And he told me, I'm, 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 I'm going to tour with her in Poland um, uh, because she, she, she loves the, like the, the, the African influences on the music and there's a lot of that in Portugal. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so she, she hired some of the the musicians living in Portugal, like African musicians living in Portugal, to tour in in Poland. Oh, nice. um, yeah, and uh, and then we play the show. She sang one song. Uh, I met her, and her manager was there as well. The next day, <clears throat> I got a call from her manager, saying that she wanted me to be on that tour with her in Poland. And I was like, yeah, that that would be fantastic. That would be great for sure. So we did it. it. Was really small tour, like four shows or something. Mm. And then after that, we recorded an album, and uh, I recorded like she recorded an album in Portugal where I was I, I was a drummer, um, mostly like um, uh, Portuguese musicians. A lot of uh, like the fado singers, uh, a lot of um, like singers from Cape Verde or Angola, uh, Ivan Lins from from Brazil. Um, so she went to Portugal to record that that album. At the, at the same time, she was recording an album with a uh, um, Jill Goldstein and mm -hmm. Gonzalo Rubalcaba, and another album with Mokoto was on piano player, amazing piano player, um, and uh, and then we recorded that album, and she released the three albums at the same time, like three albums, like. At once. Wow. Uh, yeah, S and and funny enough, the the album that sold more was like seven times platinum, I think, 
was the album that we recorded in Portugal uh, against the album with like that is amazing the album with with Rubalcaba, of course like and Jill Goldstein and, and the other with Makoto Zone but the people uh, seem to um, uh, or at least they asked to have more of that music in in in, in Poland so we did a, a huge tour there yeah. like a sold out like a, um, shows um, so yeah it was so th I, I'd say like that's that was the next um, thing that happened to me that uh, again where I learned a lot I traveled a lot uh, toured a lot met a lot of people um, tried new food uh, you know like it's it's awesome just touring is it it's tiring for sure but it, it it can be the best thing like when you you're playing music you're traveling you're meeting new people new culture new food it's it's beautiful mm. yeah it, it can be awesome yeah yeah it's tiring for sure <laughs> <laughs> so was that the first album you recorded no um, <clears throat> See, that's that's a heck of a way to start, you know, seven times platinum, you know, on, yeah. a, on an early recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the first I, I did, for sure. Wow. Uh, so what was your first studio experience? The first one was me and my brother, that uh, first um, band I had. Um, I was like, I don't know, seven or eight years. And we recorded. We did it. Like uh, six songs. Uh, we duplicated a couple CDs. We sold some of them, uh, so that was like the first experience. But <laughs> not live. Oh, actually, it was. Uh, sorry, not live. I, I wanted to say not original music. Mm. Actually, one of the songs it was an original. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I gotta ask. Do you still have the the disc? Uh, my mom has it. I don't think I have it here. <laughs> no, I don't for sure. I don't have. <laughs> I would Thank love God. to yeah. hear that. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh man! And I, and I, and I sang too. Oh, it's great. it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someday I want to hear this. It'll be a B-side to a to a track or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So you you were recording at the age of seven. Yeah. And then what was the next experience? Because obviously, I mean, when you're seven, it's, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, you're not, again, you're not sort of aware of where that's going. No, but yeah, then, no. you know, further yeah. on down It was the just road. the same as uh, having a rehearsal or playing live. Mm. To me, the way I was facing it, it was always the same thing. Mm. It was like not playing to the uh, audience. It was the same as like rehearsing like at home or recording. But, uh, um, and I didn't have any experience recording uh, right, and I didn't know where it would go. Right, but the next one, the next experience I had, this um, singer from uh, Holland, uh, her parents they have uh, a beautiful studio in Portugal, um, and um, not too far from my hometown. Mm. So they were looking for a drummer to record um, her first album. Um, and because I pl I was playing with another, uh, like a blues band, uh, when I was sixteen or something, I uh, was playing in that band. And that piano player, he lives in Holland, but he often goes to Portugal because he has a studio. Mm. But it's more of a, like a, house where you go spend some some holidays and you ha 
also have a studio, oh. like a beautiful studio with a Bosendorf <laughs> like grand piano in there. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's a it's nice beautiful. holiday home. It is, man. <laughs> it is. So and then yeah, I got I got I I played with him once, like um, one year, and the year after, I got a call from his wife saying, "Hey, Marita, how are you? Uh, we're recording this uh, album." And that that session, it was two days, I think. One or two, yeah, well, I think it was two days to record like uh, seven or eight musics, I think, uh, songs. Um, it was great because first, this piano player, Peter Schoen, he's, he's an amazing piano player, really respected in, in, Hol in Holland, really respected. Yeah. And uh, again, one of, another experience that I learned a lot um, because of like the studio world is different. It's definitely different than playing live. Mm. Um, so yeah, and, and he hired some other like great musicians in Portugal from like Lisbon and from that I knew of them, but I never met them. And, and I didn't know that, uh, for example, this guy, Tunique Collard, an amazing bass player and guitar player from Brazil living in Portugal, he would be there, I didn't know, but I knew his name. Uh, I was like, when I got there, I was like, oh, wow, nice. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> were you reading charts, or were you? No, it was it was um, not that hard music. Um, I mean, hard in terms of like uh, time signatures and all these like shots. Or it was more of um, like uh, just pop, like soft pop. I don't know, like mm -hmm. yeah, uh, really acoustic. But um, yeah, so that was the the second studio experience I, I, I had. Hmm. Wow, yeah. that's, that's uh, starting early. <laughs> <laughs> so once you, uh, once you had your experiences touring Poland, mm -hmm. um, obviously you, you had a taste for the world and, and for wanting to go out mm -hmm. and, and see new places. Uh, where did that take you? Did you, did you seek out touring or did it uh mm -hmm. was it more granular than that you just met more musicians who then went out on tour yeah th that's how it was um yeah i i often would go to play like a like i remember there was, i had a month that it was uh before one of the tours i did with anna <laughs> the, the the month before i was touring a lot too uh with Yami and some Fado uh, singers, like I went to Israel and I came to Portugal, I went to France. I remember that because my wife, she was in Portugal and it was, she was like, and she, she lived here, she, like she grew up here, right? Mm. And she was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move to Portugal, we're gonna live there. I was like, it's gonna be beautiful, it's gonna be great. But this month I didn't stop and I couldn't, like I, di I didn't go home for like what, more than one month, it was crazy. Wow. Um, and it was like touring with different people. So I went to like Israel, France, and then we played in New York with another band. I remember that because it was, I remember I was like feeling like, oh, my girlfriend friend at that time, she's in Portugal, like her parents that are not there. So mm -hmm. she's not alone, but, but I'm not there, you mm -hmm. know? So I was feeling the, the pain as well. Then I went to Azores, mm -hmm. the islands to play another show. I got stuck in the island for one week almost because of bad weather and I, I missed the beginning of the tour with Anna in Poland that yeah it was it was a crazy month mm. 
It was crazy. Wow. So, yeah, I was um, playing with a lot of um, people that they were touring. Um, but, you know, it's, it's never um, every month is different mm. uh, than I would like two or three months where I was just playing in Portugal, for example, or just going to Spain once to play. Or um, it's uh, being a musician is fun. It's never the same. <laughs> All is different. <laughs> yeah right. So how did you meet your wife if she was if she grew up yeah. here? Mm -hmm. So I was um, uh, booking a, um, a festival in in Portugal. So I was uh, in charge of getting the the musicians to play there in my hometown. Mm. And um, I knew Nicole from uh, MySpace. Oh. Wow, MySpace. That's a uh, that's a name long gone. I know, man. <laughs> and then, um, and then I knew that um, we got in touch, and I was playing with um, her cousin in Portugal. He's a brilliant piano player, mm. and I was like, oh, uh, this girl. It was all connected. Mm. It was mm -hmm. right. I was like, oh, and then I asked Nicole, can you? Are you gonna be in Portugal so you can come to the the? She had like a, uh, it was a like electronic, um, like she plays a violin. It was like a violin electronic uh, music, um, and I thought it would would be cool for that night that we had in the the festival. Uh, but the, <laughs> I remember, she asked uh, now my father-in-law. She asked, hey, Dad, can I go to Organil play a, a show? And she said, you will never go to Organil. No, you're not going. Stay home. <laughs> and yeah, we got married. <laughs> <laughs> and she went there for the wedding. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's funny. So much so, for never. Yeah, so that was um, like the, the beginning, of course, and then like, she couldn't make the show. We're like, yeah, sure, okay. Uh, and then I, I started to play with uh, her cousin, and I met her once personally through her cousin, and we started to talk and yeah about music, and then it went beyond that. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing how these things are connected. Right? It's true. Yeah. It's true, man. It's yeah, small world. Has she ever played there now? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, so she never got the chance. Eh? No. That, I, I have a show this year there, and she was supposed to go, but now she can't go. And uh, yeah, she would, she, because I'm going to have a show, she, she was uh, supposed to go play as well. Mm. Uh, next time, it's going to be a lot of opportunities for sure. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Every time you're booking a festival, you know. Yeah, that's exactly. It's <laughs> a great chance. <laughs> for sure. Well, that's amazing. Captured during a break in our conversation in GMP Recording Studios Toronto, here is a brief flash of inspiration on the drum kit from Marita Marquez.
So tell me about a little bit more about the uh, the African side or the mm -hmm. the, uh, the the non Portuguese <coughs> or the Portuguese influence from yeah. African yeah. sounds. Uh, you 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 play kalimba mm -hmm. uh, extremely well. I've seen some amazing <laughs> stuff Thanks. that you've done with that. Um, what uh, what what attracted you to that? What what made you want to go down that path? And, and yeah, like again, when I moved to to, to Lisbon, uh, because there's there's a lot of um, people from Angola, Cape Verde, and Mozambique, and all other places in, 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 in Africa, um, I was exposed to that music, and I started to play with uh, uh, those musicians that introduced me uh, that that music, and that I was, and I was amazed uh, by that. Um, so that was the, the, the first um, real contact that I had with with that uh, that that music that genre um, and but Africa is so like diverse there's so much to learn from there's so much like different instruments uh, even though they might look similar they're all different and they they are pl we they're played differently right there's a, a, a like the sabar might look a little bit like uh, like the djembe, but the playing and it's it's everything is is it's unique. So every country and inside every country, every region, every city plays in it. You know, it's so diverse, and I was amazed by that by the fact that it was so. You can tell that it's all connected, but it's all it, everyone has its. Uh, uh, unique color um, and uh, yeah when I started to explore more of that I was like wow this never ends and and it's and this is the the DNA of what most of the people the sorry the the music is nowadays right um, so yeah and then I, I feel like the kalimba I bought one kalimba in New York and I started just to have fun um, <clears throat> and then I started to get more kalimbas because every kalimba has uh, a key um, even though there's now a chromatic kalimba that I that I have hmm. but it's it, it's a um, it's not that easy uh, to play because it's it has the the the, um, the metal how do you call them uh, in English I don't know the technical the, the, right. the, the keys or yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in in both sides so oh wow. yeah it's I'll show you after yeah. it's it's interesting uh, now I have like I don't know like twenty calimbers or because everyone first has a different color mm -hmm. different different brings different yeah, yeah exactly and each one has a different key mm. so uh, yeah so the the my introduction to the kalimba was. When I went to a music store and I saw Kalima, I was like, "I'm gonna buy this and I'm gonna try it." Mm. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I love it. It's, it. it's a beautiful instrument. It's really a beautiful instrument. Um, and, but yeah, I, I think my um, like the what introduced me uh, Portugal. It was it, again. It's so diverse in that uh, 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 there's a lot of Africa. In there, uh, that's 
that was the, the beginning, starting to play, for example, with Yami and another, like Ritinha Lobo and, and Tito Paris and, and all these um, people from, most of them from, from Cape Verde, actually. There's a, a strong and big community in Portugal from Cape Verde, and some of the best singers in the world, they live there, uh, some of them in, 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 in France, Paris. It's actually either Paris or Lisbon. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was fortunate to be in a city that had and still has uh, this, yeah. Mm. W was there <coughs> any element uh, in, in some, some cities and some cultures, it's a challenge to be uh, white in, in, in playing music mm -hmm. that's traditionally associated with, yeah. with black music. Mm -hmm. Was there any racial element to it? No, I, I uh, yeah, um, I don't think there's like a, there's, a, it's, it's all mixed up so well. Mm. And it's, uh, um, everyone res respects each other. You might not like, for example, in Portugal, people that I, I don't like too much that music, but it's, it's actually just the music. Mm. It's only related with music. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think there's there's um, to tell the truth like this, um, and because of the like the, the history uh, tells us that uh, in North America might have more than I think than in Portugal mm. because uh, I don't know it's it's so uh, so well I don't know uh, mixed mm -hmm. you know that uh, just works perfect mm. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's good. Yeah. Good to hear. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, so as you got deeper and deeper into um, African music or styles that are influenced by African music, mm -hmm. did that uh, cross over into jazz for you? Or did you keep those styles sort of separate? Did you feel that they merged well? Oh, yeah. Um, or I, I try at least, mm -hmm. right? I try to... Uh, I think we can... It's like making a soup. It's like you can put all the vegetables or you can put just one or two and it tastes beautiful, it tastes great, or all the vegetables might taste great as well. Mm. Uh, and I think music is the same. We can, um, with uh, um, like a good sense and good taste, we can, we can do whatever with, with music, respecting music, but we can do, uh, we can mix everything, yeah. Oh, that's good. So I never, I, I don't think I ever, I, I, I don't ever thought about it, like separating, no, this is this, this is that. I'm, yeah, um, I'm not saying that is right or wrong, it's just the way I, 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 I see it. Uh, I see it as a one thing that can be mixed or not, yeah. Uh, what uh, what <coughs> took you to North America, mm -hmm. was, was that a natural transition for you? Did you want to go to North America or to Canada? Was it something that was mm -hmm. musically related or was it personal? Both, uh, yeah, it was both for sure. Uh, like again, I met my wife in, in Portugal and she was living here. And then because I was playing and, and, and working a lot in Portugal and she finished school here, music school at the university. And she was like, all right, I'm going to move to Portugal. I was like, nice. It's <laughs> going to be great. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And it lasts one year. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, I think it's because um, even though she's Portuguese and she was born there um, and she eats Portuguese food every day, she talks Portuguese, speaks Portuguese every day, there's a, a um, cultural shock between both um, countries. Mm. It's, uh, Portugal is more laid back. It's more, you know, more like, yeah, let's take it easy. And, and, and here in Canada, and especially my wife, she's very like this, you know, like if, it, if it's at three, or three o'clock, it's at three. Right. And she might be there 10 to three, mm -hmm. you know? And <clears throat> I was used to that. I would book a rehearsal, like we, the band for 10, and we would start at 11 or 12, you know? Uh, it's, it was like this. <laughs> so the siesta time, you know? You totally, take, man. Take, take yeah, it easy. exactly. <laughs> and then uh, I remember that with Anna Maria Jopek, she went to Portugal to have a rehearsal, and we started like at noon, the rehearsal. It was booked for noon, and then we started like at 12.30 or some, something like that. When, when it was 1 p.m., everyone was just like taking out the, cab the cables, and I know she was like, what? what's happening? She's from Poland, right? which is different. It's, she was like, on, she was like uh, and everyone, no, lunchtime, right? It's 1 p.m. <laughs> there's no, yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> religiously, you got to like, it's 1 p.m., you got to stop for one hour at least. And, you know, so, so Nicole, I guess, that, that was, and she, she taught for one year there um, um, music uh, in a, a school. Um, but, um, yeah, she was, she was like, I don't think I can do this. Uh, and I was like, all right, we might, let, let me check Toronto. Mm. Because I, I was here, I, I, I was here before, and, and man, there's a lot of talent in, in this town. There's a lot of talent. It's, it, it's actually, um, I was amazed when I <clears throat> first came here because Toronto, even though it's, it's a <clears throat> big city in a great country and everyone in the world, like, they, they have a, like a sense of that. They, they might know, oh, yeah, Toronto is, is, is big and Canada is a good country. Um, but I didn't know until like, came here and I went to some clubs and checked some music mm. and I was like, yeah, this is heavy. Mm. And so I was like, um, even though I was doing really good in Portugal, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna try it. Uh, because of all the situation too, Nicole, she was like, yeah, let's, let's try there. And then let's see, I was like, yeah, let's. And also living in Europe, so people here sometimes they say, oh, to Europe. Mm -hmm. But people there say, I want to go to North America. Right. Yeah. You know? It's like, uh, oh, do they say here, like the, the grass is always in, greener? Is, yeah. Yeah. In the, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like that, mm. you know? So, and I was like, yeah, I like North America. I was like, again, I went to New York. It's great. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and I was like, yeah, Toronto. I, I'm going to try because I've been there mm. and I know how how good it is and I know <clears throat> that I can learn so much from that city mm. and here I am learning a lot it's yeah so that that's um, how uh, 
I, I came here, I moved here. Nice. How long ago was that? Four years ago now. Four years? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so what were, what were the first experiences you had musically here? Who did you run into? Was there anybody that, uh, that, uh, um, that was really key or really interesting to you when so you came in? So my first album, um, I recorded, I was living, of course, in Portugal, and my first album I recorded with Kelly Jefferson um, here. Uh, and Ron Weisray on trombone. Um, so that was my first experience. Uh, so we went to the studio because Ron, uh, uh, both uh, Ron and, and, and Kelly Jefferson, they were, uh, were Nicole's teachers oh, in, okay. at York University. Mm. So Nicole was like, oh, you should check them out. They're great. I was like, wow, yeah, they're amazing. I want them in my album. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened, mm. it happened. Um, so that was the first uh, contact I had, and then when I moved here, of course, I got in touch with them, and I said, hey, I'm in town. Um, but um, the first show I did here, um, like, I went to some jams and some uh, played with some musicians, but the first show uh, that I have actually a funny story about it, the first show I, I, I did with, uh, with uh, Luanda Jones at the um, Lula Lounge, mm -hmm. And man, so I was, I came from Portugal, and here everything is more like organized, I'd say. <laughs> and if you park in the wrong spot, you get a ticket, mm -hmm. right? So, what I, <laughs> I got so many tickets <laughs> from going to the rehearsals and parking there in the wrong, because I, I couldn't like understand all the signs and everything as well. But uh, mm. anyways, what I got paid wasn't enough to pay all the, <laughs> all the tickets I got. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, it was it was fun. It was. <laughs> I learned. I learned. I bet you did. <laughs> Especially when I got a towed car. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'll teach it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, parking in in Portugal is um, creative. A, oh, totally, man. Like. There's a spot. My car fits in there. That's right. <laughs> it's it's the place. Whether it's on a hill, whether yeah, it's yeah, everywhere. It's yeah, a, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always it's always incredible to see the uh, the, uh, the the creativity of your totally. parking. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this uh, beautiful studio here, but um, you mentioned that you had a studio in Portugal mm -hmm. as well. So what's the story of that? How did that come about? Um. I don't know. I just um, started to get um, interested by like the recording, uh, the studio world, and uh, so the band I, I played with, my brother, we always deal with uh, like the PA, the sound, the recording, the capturing sound, and, and I was like always uh, fascinated by that. I was like, yeah, this is um, really interesting, um, and then. Um, yeah, I started to like in my uh, hometown. I, in my parents, they, when they, they got the house, they said like, because we moved to a new house, they said, this space is gonna be for you to do music, uh, like a pretty big, like two, big rooms. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I'm gonna build a studio right here. <laughs> <laughs> so slowly, I started to <clears throat> like buy gear, understand um, how to <clears throat> record. And that was basically the, the beginning, like, 
buying some microphones, some preamps, uh, um, getting the Pro Tools software, the the computer, everything was working. So and then slowly I started to record more, to have people coming over to record. I wasn't engineering. Uh, I had a, a, a friend, a sound engineer, doing it um, because I wasn't feeling com comfortable enough to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that 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 was the like the how it start like started the world the the studio world for mm. for me. So <coughs> so that was was that the first GMP studio? Yes, yeah, totally. <laughs> and True. now we're in GMP Studios number two, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. GMP Toronto. It's Toronto. Guess, yeah. Right? <laughs> that. So this is what two two and a half years old, you said? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. And you've had uh, quite a lot of people in here. I've, True, I've seen a lot of content out there. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it's, people in Toronto are, are happy to come in here and yeah, work with you. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful having like a lot of different musicians, different music, and so talented in, in this room recording and, and saying, in the end, I love the sound. I love it. Like, that's, that's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. How often are you in here just by yourself recording stuff and, and trying new things? Often, like if I'm if I don't have work uh, out of home, uh, I'm here most of the day, mm. like working, uh, like producing. I've been producing a lot lately, uh, practicing too. Uh, so this is like my little world when I yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, who who have you had in recently that's uh, that's doing some really interesting things? Is there uh, other mm -hmm. artists who are really breaking new ground in in yeah. the area? Mm, yeah, like um, uh, who was here lately? Uh, I know Sean Bellaviti who was here recording his new album, uh, producing. Uh, uh, Luis Orbegoza, he's producing the album. Um, like uh, Luis Simon, he recorded here part of his album. Hmm. Uh, Luanda John is recording here the her next album. Uh, I'm producing for a lot of people where I record here. Mm. Um, what else? I've been recording for like, keep recording for Portugal uh, and Europe in general, uh, recording some, tracking some drums for a producer that they need drums oh, done. Great. Um, or also like in, in some places in Africa as well, recording some, uh, track, tracking some drums here. Mm. So I just they send me the music. I record it, we have a Skype conversation, like, do you like it, what you want me to change? Yeah, that's do this or do that, or it's good, uh, yeah, and it's. Wow, that's really uh, interesting. <coughs> yeah, it's, it's, been, um, it's been a lot of work here, fortunately, yeah, it's, it's been good. Hmm. So you, are, are you doing, uh, do you enjoy working remotely like that, having people yeah. send you information? Yeah, I actually love it, yeah, hmm. yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's that seems to be more common for drummers these days. Is you mm. know instead of you know having a whole lot of studio time and, exactly. and dragging your stuff in, you've got exactly. a home studio mm -hmm. and, a, and a rig set up at home, and then you can record remotely and send yeah, tracks. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Yeah, it's it's been good. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you do mixing here as well? Uh, I don't mix. Again, this I, I, it's one of the things that I don't don't feel that uh, comfortable. I and I, I think it's for the mixing guy, mm -hmm. as for example, the mastering is for the mastering guy, and I track. I, I 
um, I record here, but even sometimes when there are like people recording here, doesn't mean that I'm I'm engineering. I have some other people that, or they just use the studio. Mm. They just need the studio uh, without me. Mm -hmm. They just need the space. Um, so, yeah, it's every uh, every like session is is unique, is different. <laughs> right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the albums that you've you've released. Mm -hmm. So the your your debut, not the one that you did when you were seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, which I still would love to hear someday. Um, your debut was Magic Everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So tell me how that album came to be. What was uh, what was there a theme to it? Obviously, the title seems to hint at something. Mm -hmm. you know, the magic yeah. of music, I assume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but what was the process uh, to starting that album? Yeah. It's it's a good question because um, you asked me how I started the studio in Portugal, and and sometimes I forget. Uh, for example, that uh, starting the studio started because I loved the, the the studio world, but because I wanted to record an album, and I wanted to do it in like by myself. Um, I mean, I recorded the album in a lot of places, uh, like. Portugal, France, Poland, here, uh, U.S. as well. But um, I wanted to do most of the job. I wanted to to be um, to have control of things. Um, so um, that first album, um, I I always always wanted to record melodies that I had in my mind that I would like either record on my phone or compose on on the piano and, and do some uh, like a demo uh, to have a reference um, and then um, so this musician uh, piano player from from Holland Peterson uh, I I love his playing and I, and I um, he was like the he arranged the, some of the songs that I had um, and um, like finding the right chords the right color for some places some parts of the music because I had the melody some more some of the basic chords um, that was changed by by him for much better <laughs> and um, so yeah I I just wanted to record those melodies that I had in my mind and see how the, how, how they uh, sound play played by um, other musicians you know like uh, and, and it happened. I recorded in, in, there's I think like 14 or 15 like different nationalities, like musicians from different uh, countries. Um, and it was recorded like again in Portugal, in, in, in France, in, in Poland, here, where I recorded with Kelly and, and Ron Westray, and, and um, US in, in New York. So, and because I was touring a lot during that time, for example, when I when I went to New York, I recorded there. When I came here, I recorded here. When I went, you know, so I was like using nice. uh, uh, both uh, like the touring um, fact to. All right, I'm going there. I know this guy in 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 Warsaw. I'm going to record him. So he, that's how I, I did it. Um, and then I'm not proud of what I'm going to say, but uh, <laughs> I had my whole album in one hard drive only and I lost everything oh no 
the day I finished recording drums, the the hard drive was like on the edge of the desk and it fell. Oh no. And it was passing the files. Yeah. And I was like, I had a backup from like six months or ago or something. And I and I did a lot of most of our work was done were done during that time. Mm. Was the worst feeling of like my life. I was like plugging it back, hoping that it would work, but it didn't. Oh. Didn't. Didn't show up. I was like, all right, all these recordings from all these places, they're gone forever. So, I mean, I had some of it, uh, but then I, <laughs> funny enough, I went to a, like a recovery um, lab mm -hmm. for, for that. And <clears throat> it cost me a fortune. Uh, and they recovered everything except the drums. <laughs> and I was like, that's good because yeah, I can't record them. That. And I have a studio. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. But I guess because it was the last thing that I recorded, because it was the day I finished recording drums, mm. this happened. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, the album is done. It was just passing, transferring the files to have the backup. Right. <clears throat> And yeah, it was gone. Wow. Um, so they recovered everything except the drums. So I have the album. I released the album. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a yeah. horrifying <clears throat> it experience. Is. It is. Oh, it my is. God. So, yeah, it's good to have a backup. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Remember that, kids. <laughs> yeah. Back up your files. Totally. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so after after that was fortunately released. Yeah. Um, there's also a live album, mm -hmm. live at Revolution. Yeah, exactly. So how did that come about? Um, yeah. When I moved here, I was like, I want to hear some of my music played by these amazing musicians here in Toronto. So <clears throat> um, I went to the the amazing uh, Revolution Studios and. Yeah, I I composed. <laughs> I remember. So basically, this is a, that's a really um, uh, like an EP. I, I would say it has a, a, a drum solo. Um, it has um, like a song from actually my first uh, album uh, played live, mm -hmm. and the song that I that I composed when I I had a a appendectomy. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I couldn't do anything. I was like, the only thing I can do is just play a little piano and compose some music. So I composed that song because I couldn't play drums. Mm. It was like, still recovering. Right. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's that's what happened. I, I went to, to the studio and recorded with uh, some of the, the musicians that I uh, respect the most here in, in, in town. Uh, so that was the the second uh, work that I did uh, with my music uh, recorded. Yeah, that brings us to the latest, mm -hmm. the latest album, Naira. Yeah, did I say that well? Yeah, perfect. All right, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been yeah, practicing no, to make sure I get it it's right. Perfect. <laughs> so tell me about that album. It's very diverse. Mm -hmm. There is so <laughs> much on this album, mm -hmm. and there's so many people who mm -hmm. are 
who have uh, lent their talents to it. Yeah. Um, what's the story of this album? There's why why is it so incredibly deep? What is this um, that it means to you? Um, I don't know. It's um, because this album it's it's not uh, just me. It's it, it's me, but it's all those musicians that they are here, uh, there, uh, and and it's also like a big part really good part of the work is like even though I composed um, the songs or like uh, or most of the melodies and, and but then I went to Portugal to um, like develop that with Munir Hossen an amazing guitar player mm. and bass player from Brazil living in in, in um, he was living in, in Paris and um, alongside with João Frad, my very good friend, accordion player from Portugal. <coughs> so we got together, I have all those um, like demos, all these uh, uh, melodies that I had, some of them, they were more complete, some of them just like an idea. Mm -hmm. And then we got together in, in my studio there in Portugal. And yeah, we, we had like an in intensive like one week just working on that, working like really hard. And um, so basically it's that album is the, like the, it's a, a mirror of all the musicians that they are there. Even though I started it and, and, and there's a lot of um, my uh, experiences in there, uh, but it's uh, a work that um, as every album, I think uh, it, it's, Every album has the the contribute from all all these uh, all the musicians that they're they're in the album. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's very collaborative of you. And yeah, I know. A lot was, of people yeah. are not like that, and 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 find it difficult to to allow the mm -hmm. the other musicians to bring in necessarily their mm -hmm. their tone or their sound. They yeah. want it to be yeah. what's mm -hmm. written or what have you. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. but you've been very. Uh, I've heard you speak other times about that that it's very collaborative it's very open mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is uh, is really impressive and, yeah, and it sounds great i mean you can you can thanks. hear all the different uh, <laughs> different aspects of, of, mm -hmm. of the musicians on the album mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that's uh, that's what uh, makes it interesting because uh, everyone has some uh, flavor and color that they can bring to the table of course i produced it and uh, and and Again, with with a huge uh, help of like Munir, um, but uh, and and I and I had the idea in my mind, uh, the sound and the playing, and but uh, there there was a, another side that it was empty, and it want, you know, I wanted to be filled uh, by the those musicians that I I think to me, for example, as a producer. A big part of the, the the production is hiring the musician that uh, the right musicians for for that song or for that album. Uh, so I just just felt that I feel that I that I that I had those musicians that I those things that I had in my mind. They were able to to play them, mm. and that that happened with the, because they had space to 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 tell what they were thinking. So now you have a new challenge, and that challenge is a, uh, a baby daughter. Totally, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> so how old is she now? Uh, four months 
and three days. <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and a couple hours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so how's fatherhood these days? Is it tiring? Uh, yeah, a little bit for sure. But uh, I think me and my wife, we are so fortunate to, to have a baby that sleeps most of the night, uh, like the whole night. Um, I mean, Nicole, uh, she wakes her up in the middle of the night to, to feed her, but uh, uh, but if not, she would sleep the whole night. Mm. So it's it's been good. There are parents <laughs> who are envying you or yeah. hating you right <laughs> exactly. now so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has she picked up anything and started hitting drums? No. I know four months is, is no. pretty early. No, no, but yeah, but. Uh, but she like whenever she when she started to uh, start when she listens to some uh, music, she's very like open, opens the eyes. Like mm. she stays like this. It's like I think it's a good sign. I think that's a great <laughs> sign. <laughs> so what's next for you? What uh, what what excites you? What projects uh, um, have you got in mind? Mm -hmm. Where do you want to go? So um, I'm gonna play a couple shows. Uh, I'm gonna release basically the new album in Portugal because I didn't play yet oh. uh, my album in Portugal oh, okay. uh, so I'm going this summer I'm going there to play a couple shows um, <coughs> basically it's going to be an album release there mm. um, so one in my my hometown they they have this uh, big festival there every year so I'm I was in invited in to, to play this year and I was like this is perfect because I can do the album release there mm. And I'm going to play another one in in Guimarães, uh, which is more in the north. In the north, um, and there's other projects there there that they are um, being. Um, um, how do you say? Uh, I'm thinking about them mm. still to do in Portugal, like some videos, some yeah, about for the new album. And then um, what else? There's a couple more. Like I'll, I'm excited to play this year at the. Um, Quebec Drum Fest. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I was invited to play um, from Yamaha to play this year, October twenty first, I think. Mm. Uh, so I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, and I checked the list of drummers that there will be there. It's it's, it's they're all amazing. So I'm scared at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they'll be afraid of you, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a great time. It's going to be fun. And uh, what else? Like, it, I, it's been every, every day is different. So uh, there's always new, new stuff uh, happening. Mm. Uh, even if it's not booked, it's going to happen. Or I make it happen. That's right. I just, yeah. <laughs> So not too long ago, uh, I, uh, I reached out to you about a project that I was working on, New mm -hmm. Shores Project, of which this is a, a podcast version. Yep. Um, and uh, you were very kind to say that you would uh, you would happily you know donate some effort sure. to it. Um, you didn't even question. You uh, I just sent you an email saying I'm I'm looking at doing this, and all I got was I'm in. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so uh, so that's fantastic. I'm so. No, you happy mentioned to have a little bit what it was, and, and I think it's a beautiful project. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's, uh, you know, in your experiences uh, of, um, you know, so the, the colonial aspect of Portugal and mm -hmm. all the, the African influences and the things that are going on in the world right now that, yeah. that uh, affect people in, in that area of the world. Yeah. I think it's really important to be able to, to have people who have a great story to tell and who are experienced across multiple genres and have had experiences with people who have had, you mm -hmm. know, these stories to tell. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm grateful that you've uh, offered to be a part of that my and, pleasure uh, and I look forward to uh, to hearing lots of kalimba on uh, on some tracks <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah well I mean whatever whatever yeah. you want to play yeah. I'm totally fine <laughs> with it uh, but uh, thank you once again I look forward to, uh, to getting some new music out there that uh, that bears the uh, the Merido Marquez mark <laughs> uh, and uh, and thank you so much for taking the time today it's a beautiful studio thanks a lot um, thank you and uh, and hopefully we can convince you to possibly play a little drums that we can uh, we can show the audience uh, how sure. amazing <laughs> it is in here and and uh, and, uh, and maybe you'll recreate the sounds of, uh, of seven-year-old uh, Marito in, the, uh, <laughs> in your first recording. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks again. Thank I really you. Appreciate thanks. It. Thank you. To learn more about Marito Marquez, please visit his website, maritomarquez.com. Find him on Facebook or follow him on Twitter at Marito Marquez. For more information on the New Shores Project, of which Marito is a contributing artist, please check out newshoresproject.org or at New Shores Music on both Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the Cadenza Podcast, Sounds Edition. Cadenza features conversations with musicians, producers, educators, and artists who are passionate about sharing their stories of shaping new sounds, experiences, and ideas. Look for new episodes including the Scenes Edition, a video podcast companion, and live special editions featuring performances from notable artists.